Welcome to the segment where I review movies past and present, examining them from a variety of perspectives, including the subjective, psychological, and personal. Informative and occasionally funny, this is Logan Land Rants. Welcome to Logan Land Rants, and today we are talking about Shazam. Now, Shazam is a totally awesome, bright standout in the otherwise, let's say, lackluster world of DC movies. Now, DC's movies have always been hit or miss. Like, the Superman movies, like, early on, at least from from what I've been told, went from a modern-day masterpiece that invented the modern blockbuster to, by the 1980s, an embarrassing shadow of its former self. And even Superman Returns wasn't 100% as well-received, or at least as profitable as it could have been. Then the Batman movies came along, and those went up and down. Like, there were high points, there were low points. But the Dark Knight trilogy was probably the high point of DC's movies. Because for the most part, DC movies were limited to, say... Uh, let's, what a good example. DC movies were pretty much limited to Batman and Superman. That was it. And then the Marvel Cinematic Universe came along and DC is like, yeah, yeah, I can do that too. Probably better. They couldn't. They really couldn't. They couldn't do it any better than Marvel could. Partly because they've rushed it. Like they did a Batman v Superman movie just the pretty much a few years after they did the Superman movie. Part of the DC Extended Universe? I mean, come on, man. The thing that Marvel did that DC failed to do was actually make us care about each of the characters. Like, all the characters had their own solo movie in one form or another before we actually started to care about them. And I think that's a, some, a reaction that DC wanted but didn't quite go for. Which is what makes Shazam such a high point, even after the box office failure of Justice League, they proved they still had a little spick in their step, or whatever the term is. I don't know what they call it. Like, basically, they just had extra firepower they weren't using before the Justice League movie, which they should have been using that whole time. Because Aquaman, in my opinion, was aggressively okay, and Wonder Woman did have some phenomenal moments that I think I'll give credit where credit's due. But ultimately, Shazam was the high point for DC. It did everything the other DC movies wanted to do, but only kind of brushed at the surface against. Shazam really cares about our protagonist, Billy Batson. Not just in the sense of letting him get whatever he wants, but they make him work for it. Like, it's been drawn a few comparisons. A few people I follow drew comparisons to the original Spider-Man movie, which is an origin movie about a guy who needs to literally have great responsibility. I think that's important, because superhero movies are about wish fulfillment, but they're also people growing. I mean, not all superhero movies, I admit. Sometimes the most significant change is their origin story. Like, there's a concept that was made by Stan Lee when he was running Marvel, I know, a little bit of a detour. But they had to maintain the illusion of change, which is that even though minor things may change over the course of, say, 50 years, at the end of the day they'll return to the core of their personality. DC movies kind of followed the same pattern, but for the most part, Shazam is about change and about changing priorities and changing family uh, relationships, even. 
Because Billy Batson is an orphan who wants to go from looking for his estranged mother to accepting his adopted foster family, which is a really important moment in his arc. And Shazam itself is admittedly not the best at CGI, but that kind of adds to the charm that this is wish fulfillment. And it's not really supposed to be realistic, I'll admit, because there's like magic and seven deadly sins and a whole supernatural feel about the whole movie. But there is, but it is still grounded in human behavior, and you understand where Billy Batson is coming from when he does all these ludicrous, uh, goes to these ludicrous lengths to find his mother, to the potential frustration of the audience. But ultimately, Shazam is like his better self, and he eventually is forced to grow through his confrontation with Mark Strong's great character, admittedly underdeveloped Doctor Savannah who you understand where he's coming from, but admit you could care a little more about him. Now, Shazam is especially interesting because it was made by a horror director, David F. Sandberg, who made a few, from what I hear, decent or at least very successful horror movies from Lights Lights Out to one of the Annabelle movies. But this is where he got to be... He made a step up from... (laughs) He made a step up from horror director to big-budget feature director. And I may have mentioned this a few podcasts ago, but a lot of horror movies have... A lot of action movies even have horror elements in their set pieces. And I think that's really cool. Because it shows that horror and action are built on the same principles, whether we realize it or not. Also important to note... Uh, David F. Sandberg is not the first horror movie director to direct a DC extended movie, because even though Aquaman was aggressively okay, in my opinion, one thing that did happen was that James Wan was a horror director who made a few Conjuring movies, I think it was, and then he went on to direct, well, Aquaman. It's not always the case, but I do like it when horror directors show how master how much mastery they have over action movies like standalone action movies i think that really allows their talent to shine also important to note in addition to being made by a pretty competent horror action director shazam's action director also happens to be have gotten a start with youtube so where have we heard that before he got to start with the lights out short which was apparently really cool, and I should probably take some time to watch. And then he started making video essays after the success of Shazam. Like, he actually has a YouTube channel that has its same name, Pony Smasher, where he uses his experience... He brings his experience directing Hollywood movies to the video essay format, which I'd argue is really important for helping understand film criticism in the modern age. Obviously, there's a bunch of trolls and YouTube comments you need to fight off, But for the most part, YouTube video essays help you understand movies a little better. Not by much, but a little better. There is a detriment in the sense that video essays can often reflect Pony Smasher David F. Sandberg's worldview, but that could literally happen with any video essay. As long as the facts are perfectly cited and their conclusions are supported by the text, I think that's perfectly fine to have your own opinion influence it just a little, as long as it doesn't distort the facts too much. But this isn't a story about media integrity. This is a story about Shazam and how it affected me. The scene where 
Billy Batson meet, finally does meet his estranged mother and realizes she effectively abandoned him. And that's why they're estranged, because he's looking for his mother because he thinks they got separated. But then he finds out the mother actually abandoned her, which was a real hit to the heart. And it shows that DC can master emotion and make us care about the characters when they want to. It's just they don't always do it. And it's a real shame, because I think a lot of their movies could benefit from that. Now, clearly, Shazam is a superhero movie, so if you're not a fan of superhero movies, I would not suggest watching it. And there are plenty of, like, eyebrow-raising moments that might make families go, eh, really? Like, it might be a little juvenile in some points. But overall, I think it's a competent, like, for-the-whole-family-even movie, like... It deals with real adult anxieties while still being the wish-fulfillment dream of being a superhero. And at the end of the day, isn't that what superhero movies are for? Wish-fulfillment and spectacle? It reminds me of a review Matt Zeller cites State of Infinity War that I think is representative of the problems with Infinity War, but also the benefits of Shazam, which is that on one level it seems unfitting to get a movie that already does the unthinkable to do it with more of a sense of showmanship. But what are superhero movies without showmanship really good for? And I think that quote gets with me the most because it shows that superhero movies can be wish fulfillment and can have, well, showmanship. That showmanship is not for everyone for sure, but it is good in my opinion. And consider this a Logan suggestion to, if you like superhero movies, watch Shazam. If you're not going to watch any other superhero movie but one this year, go with Shazam. Anyway, that's all. Usual outro stuff. Feel free to follow me on any of the social media links on my Patreon or channel. Subscribe to my channel, I mean. And uh, that's all for now. Logan out.